Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome, and I've got here Richard Hart and Peter Shift. Are you there, gentlemen? Yes, I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. Maybe you can just stop talking about how old I am. I'm, gonna start... <laughs> I'm not that old, you know. Yeah. Plenty, plenty of people older than I am. Well, we're kind of a similar age, mate. So I, I'm, I'm fairly, look, you know, 60 is the new 40 or something, isn't it now? Well, I'm, I'm not even 60 yet, so. Well, I am. <laughs> so I'll... All right, well, so, oh, you see, you're the old man here. Oh, steady. <laughs> anyway, Richard, good to see you. Thank hey, you pleasure. for being with us. Nice pleasure. Good Love to be you. here. Look, what I want everybody to, to know that um, how this event started is that um, Richard, he put a tweet out and he said to Peter, I challenge you. Would somebody take it up? We took it up and we brought you two together. It hasn't been easy, but we've brought you both together. So I want to thank you both for making the effort and giving us your time. <clears throat> Gentlemen, I have a series of questions. We'll run through them. Don't know how far we'll get with the questions, but I'll try and get as many done as possible. And you'll both have a chance to talk and rebuttal. Maybe if we don't scream over the top of each other, give each other a chance to explain what's going on. That'd be nice. Okay, are we ready? I'm ready. Okay. All right. You both believe in your respective investment vehicles. And please, I'm going to read from a, a, some notes here, so please forgive me. Peter... <coughs> Peter, you're about gold, and Richard, you're about cryptocurrency. Peter, where do you see gold going in the next 12 months? And Richard, where do you see cryptocurrencies heading in the next 12 months, including Bitcoin? So I'll start off with you, Peter. Where is it all going for gold? All right, well, first of all, let's put gold in its proper context, because I'm not all about gold. I mean, I'm an investment manager, and I've constantly or consistently recommended that people hold maybe 5 or 10% of a portfolio in gold. Uh, but the remainder of the portfolio is in you know, income-producing assets, companies that I think have good fundamentals, that are growing their earnings, that are paying good dividends. Uh, I look at gold as a proxy for cash. A lot of people are talking about holding cash now, not for the yield because there is none, but for the optionality because if stocks go down or real estate goes down, you can use your cash to buy these assets on sale. Well, I do the same thing with gold. I would rather be holding gold waiting for better buying opportunities in stocks that I like or real estate that I like rather than fiat currency, especially in an inflationary environment where it's the fiat currency that could crash rather than the assets. But if you're holding your liquidity in gold, well, then you're protected from inflation. Uh, and so that's why I like gold. I mean, I like gold as an alternative to dollars, as an alternative to euros, uh, yen, any of the fiat currencies, and as an alternative to any of these crypto fiat currencies. If you think stocks are expensive, if you think real estate is expensive or bonds are expensive, and you want to have dry powder, then gold is a great place to keep it. Gold is an excellent store of value. Uh, it's maintained value over the years, over the decades, over the centuries. Uh, it's been money for thousands of years. Um, so I've, I believe that gold is a, a good, it has a, has a position in a portfolio uh, to act as a, uh, you know, as a store of value and as a source of liquidity. But, you know, over the long run, I mean, gold doesn't produce any income. Uh, you know, it's not like real estate where you get rents. It's not like a stock that has earnings and pays you dividends. It's not like a bond where you can get interest, although today bonds pay very little interest, which is part of the problem. 
Uh, so over the long run, no, you don't want to just have all of your wealth in gold. You want to own uh, other assets that will perform and, and, and deliver income. But over short time or time periods, if you know markets are expensive like they are now, and you know there's a potential for a rather substantial decline, uh, having a an allocation to gold makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that Richard. everything he just said was very stupid. So. This is going to be a very easy debate. I, I'm sorry for you guys that we're hoping for something very exciting. He just crushed his own argument in the first minute. I'm facing a guy that owns 10 to 20 times more not gold things than gold things because he knows that those things are better assets. He says that gold holds value over time. It doesn't. Here's a chart of gold adjusted for inflation where you lost money for 40 years. 40 years you lost money. 40 if you had bought gold 10 years ago, you're down today. You lost money from 10 years ago, not even inflation adjusted. So for a guy that doesn't even talk his own book, literally starts the conversation with, I don't even like this stuff enough to own more than 5 or 10% of it, it's going to be a very easy debate to win. And the charts, the facts are on my side. Now I got good news for you. Just because gold is a terrible investment, I may even own more than Peter with my quarter million dollar gold watch or my gold trinkets, I understand what gold is supposed to be used for. Gold is used as jewelry for 50% of its market cap. Go on Wikipedia, look up gold. You'll see that 50% of the sales of gold is for jewelry. And what is jewelry? It's just vanity. And what could be more uh, willy-nilly and prone to fancy than vanity? So gold that he doesn't even believe in enough to own more than 5 or 10% or recommend anyone own more than 5 or 10% is backed 50% by people flexing and looking silly. I look silly on purpose, right? So, I mean, you want to see the hex chart? You want to see what the hex chart looks like? It ain't looking oh. like this. <laughs> Here's what the hex chart looks like. Only up and to the right forever. <laughs> By the way, copper beat gold. You bought gold five years oh. ago, you would have been better off with copper. Copper that you can actually use. Peter says gold, well, I don't want to crush all his arguments ahead. I, I could just beat all his arguments now. What he's going to say is gold uh, has value, Bitcoin doesn't have value, which is instantly defeated by the fact that you can exchange Bitcoin for gold. I remember back when Bitcoin cost less than an ounce of gold, now Bitcoin costs 20 times more. You could have bought, in, in the top of, I bought Bitcoin at 30, I mined it at 50 cents. In 2013, it went up to $1,300, which was the price of gold. An ounce of gold was worth less than a Bitcoin in 2013, 2014, now an ounce of gold is worth 20 times less than a Bitcoin. And so the fact that you could turn Bitcoin into gold at any time you want, I think his company even accepts Bitcoin to turn it into gold, disproves his idea that, gold, that Bitcoin has no value. And I don't even like Bitcoin. Bitcoin destroys the environment just like gold does. 50 to 60 people just died yesterday mining gold. Yesterday. How many people died mining Bitcoin? So this is the reality that we live in. I've already won the argument. It's just a question whether the audience well, gets to notice. If, if you're finished flattering yourself and, and congratulating yourself, first of all, I, yes, I, 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 just because I think that gold should be a small part of a portfolio doesn't mean I don't like gold. I just said that gold is not an investment. Gold is like cash. And right now, I think there are a lot of very good investments around the world that I want to own. Now, if I had a choice between just the NASDAQ and gold, I would own all gold. But those aren't my choices. If my choices were all gold or all Bitcoin, I would own all gold. If it was all gold or all hex, I would certainly own all gold. I would own no hex. 
I would own no Bitcoin. But when I look around the world and I see a lot of good companies trading at very low valuations and paying very good dividends, I want to own those assets. I don't want to have everything in gold. Now, if things were a lot more expensive, I might want to up my allocation to gold, but I would never include hex in my allocation. I mean, you want to talk about what gold's done over a particular period of time. Well, yeah, if you bought gold five years ago, you had a great return. It's up 90% over the last five years. Over the last 10 years, no, it's, it's about flat over 10 years, but go over the last 20 years. 20 years ago, gold was less than 300, and now it's 1900. So that's a pretty good return. Now, if you want to say, oh, what if you bought gold at its peak in 1980 at, at, at 800, you have a lousy return, go back 10 years earlier and you bought it in 1970 at $35 an ounce and you had an incredible return. So you can always pick and choose whatever time frame is convenient for you. But the reality is you're so excited about how much HEX has gone up. HEX is down about 70% from its peak. So there are people who bought HEX who are down 70%. Nobody is down anywhere near 70% in gold. And the people who have made money in HEX haven't made anything because they haven't sold because they've locked up their HEX in your scam of a CD. You've conned people into taking a worthless currency that you create for nothing and they've agreed not to sell it. So you can keep unloading yours uh, to the people who are foolish enough to think there's a free lunch and they're going to get rich in your pyramid scheme, but they're not. They're going to go broke and eventually they may come looking for you because what it, all the money that your followers are going to lose is the money that you're making. And we'll see how the authority feel about that uh, you know when, when you end up in a court of law because I know a lot of the people who lost money are going to be looking to have to try to claw back some of their losses from your winnings so what Peter here is doing is called a parade of imaginary horribles so to the best of my knowledge no cryptocurrency founder has been imprisoned for creating a cryptocurrency Satoshi who created a cryptocurrency I didn't say imprisoned but I think you will be sued but go ahead Okay, so let me give you an example of a company that created a cryptocurrency and got sued. Unregistered security offering, Tezos, uh, got sued, settled. EOS, unregistered security offering, raised $4.2 billion, settled for $27 million, and got a waiver to continue operating their business. And the reason the SEC is friendly towards and settles with these companies is because they actually do care about the investors, and the investors don't want their money back because they all made money. People that bought EOS at the ICO made money and are still up today. People that bought Tezos at the ICO made money and are still up today. And so this idea that people are gonna want their money back is factually false, provably false, by SEC jurisprudence, by SEC case law, and They're it's, only it's gonna obvious. want their money back after the coins crash. No, See, Nobody wants don't. their money back when they're winning. It's after they crash and lose their money that they want it back. So we haven't finished this right. game yet. The so air hasn't come out of this bubble yet. Peter's talking about buying gold a long time ago. Gold was down. If you had bought gold in 1980, it dropped 70% until 2000. You were down for 20 because, years. Because, be, be, because the 10 years before 1980, it went from 35 to 850. So it had a spectacular rise, and it never went back down anywhere near $35 again. Peter, so you, you can't, can't say, just look at these time windows and talk about, and, and I've already said, gold is not a long-term investment. I never <laughs> recommend gold to anybody as an investment. 
It is a store of value. It's cash. Instead of st st sticking dollar bills under your mattress, you can have gold coins. They are much better to hold than fiat currency. But over long periods of time, you want to invest your money and let it grow. <laughs> gold doesn't grow. It's, it just holds its value. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't even hold it, man. It doesn't accrue value. It doesn't gain value. You're down versus 10 years ago. Value. You're down versus 40 years ago, inflation adjusted. You're down versus almost every time frame. Well, Coins made an afternoon no, joke outperformed. Gold is up this year. Bitcoin is way down. Your hex coin is down this year. Gold is up. No, year my hex coin year. is not down Gold this year. Up. No, hex yes, is up is. this year. No, it's not. You well, have a well, bad well, memory. What did, it, what, did it end? what did it end last year? <sighs> I saw it was as high as like yeah. 49 cents, and I just checked it. It's 15 cents. Yes. So where did it end last year? Hex went up. A million percent in Where two did it years. end 2021? Where did it end 2021? December 31st, 2021. Here's the hex chart. December 31st, 2021 was six cents. Actually, half of a cent, actually, based on this chart. So it, this is why so I bring it charts. Went down from, so it went down from 49 cents to six cents, and then it snapped back no, up to 15 no, cents? No, no. Basically, well, went I from, just looked at the chart on CoinMarketCap. I don't know. Is that not the actual chart? It's a good site. Yes, CoinMarketCap actually has an accurate price chart, but you have to click log in the bottom right corner or else it doesn't make sense. So when you, when you compare a, an investment that isn't even an investment, Peter just told you not to invest in gold. It's not an investment. It's just a risk-off asset to just sit in until you get into something that's good. Well, it's a store that's of value. Words. It's a monetary equivalent. It's, it's like holding cash, except instead of dollars or euros, which are just fiat you know, creations of a central bank, you can hold real money, which is well, what central banks used to hold. All these currencies used to be backed by gold and redeemable with gold. But the world has moved off a gold standard to a fiat standard. But if individuals prefer the gold standard, they can do it themselves. They don't have to hold government paper as money. They can hold the real thing. Well, the, but, they can hold gold. But the thing is that you suggest people do hold government paper. You just may not be aware of it. So How, when Peter I and I, that? you'll see, I'm going to show you. Peter and I actually agree on some things. We both think that the government printing money left and right forever is disgusting and steals from savers. Do we agree on that? Yes. Okay. We both think that the value of the dollar over time is going to zero, literally zero. Charlie Munger agrees with us on this. Do we agree on that? Well, it may go to zero, but it, it, it may approach it. You know, okay. it's already practically zero based on right. what it was worth in 1913. Okay. So, you know. We, I think Peter and I both agree that we like people to self-custody their funds so that they can't be robbed by their banks. So there was some political activity going on in Canada where if people even sent money to other people so that they could buy food and eat, their bank accounts were seized under emergency action, as though there was some giant emergency, like a war was going on. Everyone else has it bad everywhere else in the world right now, and yet there's no emergency actions in those countries, but Canadians are having their bank accounts seized, and I don't think Peter likes that. You don't like that either, right? That sucks. We agree on that? No, I, I do not like what the Canadian government is doing at yes. all. So, so Peter and I are both for self-sovereignty. We're both for people not being robbed by the government by holding the government's dollars. By the way, Peter's camera's frozen, so if you want to pan to me, my camera's not frozen. <laughs> um, it doesn't look like it's frozen. Oh, you just came back on. Yeah, okay. And then, uh, well, it's just when I'm talking, they're showing you. It's weird. No one sees me talk. <laughs> Unless you're seeing something different on YouTube, whatever. So the point is, we, there's things we agree on, right? And we both agree that stocks have been wonderful investments, which is why it promotes them. But there's a trick to stocks that people don't understand. When you used to buy stocks, you used to get shares in companies, and they were physical printed shares. 
And now when you buy stocks, you don't get the shares. Your broker gets them. But guess what? He doesn't even actually get them. A giant company in New York called the DTCC actually holds everybody's shares. And every once in a while, they do an audit and they discover, oops, people have been trading shares that didn't actually exist because neither you have the real shares nor your broker. And then the DTCC, maybe they have them, maybe they don't. And it's a giant house of cards. And you just hope that if when you go to get your money, they don't give it to you. Now you have to sue them and you're basically relying on the government to handle custody for you. And it's very similar to gold. I've got $4 million of watches. They're mostly gold. I know that platinum is a better metal for making watches from because I can use 95% platinum to make a watch, why it says 950 on it. But on a Rolex that has uh, gold, it's only 75% gold because they have to alloy it with actually more useful metals to make a watch out of it. And so- They're not more useful. They're just, they have different they're very properties. More they're not more useful than gold. Everything is way, more useful than gold. If you, have, if you have $4 million worth of watches, maybe, maybe in those watches, there is $40,000 worth of gold. I mean, Correct. maybe about 10%. That's right. Yeah, so yep. it's not, you know, they don't, you know. So you and they've outperformed an appreciation from gold no, as well. All of but them. most of the value in a watch is due to the craftsmanship, the making mm. of the watch. The gold, the mm. gold is used really. because of its properties that make the watch better, that make it last longer, that make it look prettier. You can, you can go swimming with the watch. It's like, you know, it's going to resist the water. There are a lot of characteristics of of gold that make it appealing in jewelry. It's not used I've, in jewelry by accident. It's I might own more gold than you. Good. Like literally. I might actually own cares? more gold than you. Well, probably people know, watching. How much do you own? I don't know. You, you, <laughs> I'm you, telling you, you right now. No, I'm telling you no right idea. now. If you go on my website, any of my YouTube videos, and you scroll down to the info, I have the model numbers and prices of all the watches I hold. I got $4 million well, of watches. I got 20 of them. Because they're made of gold. I got, I, I got, I got my gold necklace watches made of gold. Too. Who cares? I don't splash them all over my... Am my I, website. I think I mean, it got, sounds like I'm, I'm wearing one. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm wearing one, but I don't. I don't like flash them on my YouTube channel to show everybody that I got gold. But well, I wear them. Okay. All right. Well, I thought I was here I to argue against gold. gold. Pendant around my neck. Yeah. So I grew up in my. You know what? Why don't you? Let's let's go. Let's. But hold on. Let's get yourself a watch made. Self custody. Cryptocurrency was invented to solve custody. Because right now, you don't have custody of your shares. The DTCC does. Yeah, but when you have custody of Bitcoin, you have custody of nothing. So what? Who well, cares funny. if you're custodying nothing? Because I can sell that nothing you for know, lots of that question. gold you like. I've got a question. You, you can only sell it because there's a fool who wants to buy it. But eventually, the fools will, will run out of money or you'll run out of fools. Gentlemen, let's get out of the jewelry shop. Go. Let's, let's have a chat about a few other things. Peter, can you keep ignoring the mass adoption of cryptocurrencies. We've got big institutions getting on board. <laughs> Countries accepting Bitcoin as legal tender. You've got Bitcoin representing the fastest adoption of any technology recorded in human history. It's growing at 113% a year. Peter, do you feel you missed a boat and regret well, first of all, not investing in cryptocurrency? Okay, so first of all, as far as uh, ignoring the mass adoption, I don't have to ignore it because it's not happening. Uh, there is no mass adoption of Bitcoin for anything. You're talking about countries accepting it. Okay, El Salvador is trying to experiment with it, but that's one little country. Uh, you can't say that that's some kind of wave of countries uh, making Bitcoin legal tender. Is Wall Street in it a little bit? Sure, because Wall Street thinks they can make a buck on it. I mean, they don't give a damn. And most of these big investment banks that are allowing their customers to trade, 
They don't trade it themselves. I mean, they're just trying to make a buck. They're operating the casino, and if people want to gamble, they're like, well, we're going to let them gamble at our casino because they may gamble at someplace else. What I will concede is that there are a lot of people that are gambling on cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin being one, but there's almost 18,000 others if you count all the altcoins, and then you can throw in all the NFTs. But what Bitcoin and other digital assets are used for is gambling. People buy them because they think the price is going to go up. People don't sell them because they think the price is going to go up. So it's all a bunch of trading. It's not being adopted for anything. That's all pie-in-the-sky hype to try to justify the appreciation that all the pumpers are claiming is coming, and that's why uh, people are buying it and holding on to it, or in the case of Hex, they're getting paid to hold it and penalized if they sell it. As far as regrets, do I regret not buying it. Well, look, obviously I'm not an idiot. I mean, there are a lot of things with the benefit of hindsight. You can look back now that you know everything that happened and say, well, I could have bought this and made all this money. Of course, I could have bought Bitcoin when I first learned about it. I don't even remember where it was. I'm pretty sure it was below 10 bucks. I don't think it was below a dollar, but who the hell knows? It was so long ago, you know, it's hard for me to remember. But all the problems that I had with Bitcoin when I first noticed it, I think are all valid. I mean, in fact, one of the things I didn't like about it, I said, well, what stops somebody from coming up with another cryptocurrency? And of course, nothing. And that was part of the problem. I didn't see any real scarcity in an asset that had no intrinsic value and anybody could replicate. I also didn't think it was particularly scarce just because there was 21 million of them. 21 million is simply an arbitrary number of Satoshis. There's 100 million Satoshis in each one. Uh, and I know people say, well, you know, but you can break a goal down into little tiny grams, and that's true, but they're no good to you. I mean, if you want to make a watch, you need a certain amount of gold. A little speck isn't going to do anything. But as far as Bitcoin, whatever I can do with a Satoshi, I can do with 100 Satoshis or a million, because I can't do anything with one, so I can't do anything with a million. So I never bought that there was any real value. What I missed was that that you know, this would become like tulip mania, that this would actually catch on and become a massive speculative mania. I did not have the foresight when Bitcoin was, you know, 10 bucks to see this happening. Uh, and, you know, but when it did get up to a, a thousand and then it pulled back for two or 300, I looked at it for a while and I thought, you know, should I buy this crap? You know, it may have a big run. I could see all the, the hype and all the nonsense that people were saying about it, and a lot of people were actually believing it. But then fundamentally, I still couldn't get it, and I knew that I could never advise other people to buy it. Uh, that's what a lot of people do in, in, in crypto. It's all pump and dump. You just get in it, and then you pay <laughs> celebrities to promote it. You give away free coins. Hey, pretend you want your salary in Bitcoin. It's all hype, because the only money that is made in crypto is the money that's lost. Somebody has to lose money for somebody else to make it. It's a zero-sum game. In fact, it's a negative-sum game when you figure out all the other costs, the, the, the trading costs, the marketing costs. You know, think, about, think about all the money that was spent last year uh, advertising uh, Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. They spent a fortune uh, pumping it up, yet you know, everybody who bought is way down. I mean, the market's been killed despite uh, record amounts of publicity and advertisement uh, for Bitcoin. Now, so do I regret not taking advantage of other people's greed and ignorance? Yes, I could have made a lot of money had I bought some Bitcoin and sold it. I have no idea where I would have sold it. Had I bought some years ago, it's, you, know, you don't know, would I have still held it if I bought it at you know, 10 bucks or 20 bucks, would I still own it at, you know, 38,000 or 37,000, wherever it is right now? I have no idea because I didn't do it, right? 
Uh, and there's a lot of other speculative investments that I didn't make uh, that I could have made a lot of money on. Fortunately, there are a lot of them that I did make. I mean, I've made money in other things, and I've done well on other investments. Yeah, I mean, Bitcoin would have been the best investment I ever made had I bought it at $10 and sold it at 69000 at the high. Sure, or even if I sold it today and bought it at $10. But I didn't do that. But what's going to happen to other people, what they're going to regret is not selling. Because that's one regret I'm never going to have. But a lot of people are going to watch their paper fortunes completely evaporate. People are going to go from millionaires to nothing. And people are going to have a lot of regrets over the, the paper profits that they never realized. Can I talk? Am I in the video when I talk? Do I show when I'm talking? <laughs> no, no, it was my question. <laughs> oh, no, but I, I never see myself on this, this feed. Oh. I don't know if they're switched. Oh, no, Do you guys I, never I, switch to my camera or what? You are showing Richard. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So it's going to clip more if I bring it closer, bro. I'll try and talk quieter. Um, I'm clipping it by talking too loud. So first of all, Peter describes a problem that people do have in cryptocurrency where they sell on a 1x or a 2x or a 3x and think that they're smart. And then it goes up 69 million X. So you could have bought Hex on January 5th of 2019 and sold it when it doubled, 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 when it doubled again, when it doubled, when it doubled, when it doubled, when it doubled, or when it doubled. It doubled 13 times in two years. And so you could have hopped off the magic carpet ride at any time that you wanted with insanely mad gains, and you could have been one of those red candles everybody hates so much. And people run into this problem when, when they reach cryptocurrency, they're not used to seeing millions of percent returns. Hex did a million percent return from the bottom of the top, 623 days, and that's without staking. If you'd staked, you would have made 2x if you'd stake longer. You would have made less if you staked for shorter. He describes a problem where he wouldn't have known whether he would have held or not, and Hex specifically stops him from his own weak hands selling his future gains. And this happens to investors time and time again, where they try and time the market only to discover that what matters more is not timing the market, but time in the market. Time in the market with markets that have product market fit, they're on-ramping new users, they have a durable walled garden. Peter seems to think that you can copy paste a coin and instantly it's valuable. It's not true. When you copy paste a coin, you have a different ticker symbol, which means you have a different order book, which means you have different liquidity, which means you have different exchanges that it's traded on. The things that affect the price are wildly different. Now look, whether you like Hex or not, fine. I'm also solving a lot of other problems. I don't like how electricity is destroying the environment. I used to mine Bitcoin. I used a lot of electricity to do it. It wasn't renewable energy. I think Bitcoin destroys the environment. I think gold destroys the environment. I think Ethereum destroys the environment. And I've already solved that. Pulsechain.com gets rid of all the proof of work destroying the environment to maintain a consensus network and just uses proof of stake. The same way that hacks doesn't require you to destroy the environment to earn inflation rewards. It just requires you to delay gratification to earn inflation rewards. So we have less negative externalities, which is why we have a superior price chart. This is gold versus Bitcoin. Gold goes up, or gold goes up a little bit, Bitcoin goes up a lot. This is hex. It just basically looks like a giant up and to the right. You gotta click log for it to make sense, where it just compresses everything into a flat line here, which is useless to reason about. A flat line isn't helpful in a chart. Now look at from launch. He wished that he had got in early on Bitcoin and Ethereum because he would have made hundreds of thousands of percent returns. This is Hex versus Bitcoin and Ethereum from their launch. 
This is the hardest possible time to try and compete with those currencies. This is when they had the maximum appreciation, the maximum up and to the right. We're beating both of them today after a 66% or 70% dip. When you zoom in, it looks like this. This is on a log scale. These are really big numbers. And so, you know, we're up versus Bitcoin at the top, 500x. That's 500, it's 532,000% versus Bitcoin at the top. Now we've dipped. We're only up 15, 150x now, 1500x. That's why I bring charts, right? We did the same thing versus Ethereum, but Ethereum pumped harder than Bitcoin, three times harder. So our gains versus Ethereum are about three times less. I have to hide my eyes from the camera. And then this is us versus the dollar, about a million percent versus the dollar. Now he's going to tell you these numbers aren't real, but guess what? They are real. When you create those red candles that everybody hates, that's you cashing out. And then you could go buy whatever Peter does like. He likes stocks that you don't own the shares to. By the way, as far as the utility in stocks go, you realize that if you get a 40% share of your local Burger King, you can't change the prices. You can't change the hours of operation. You can't add an item to the menu and you can't pull cash out of the register. And so this concept that somehow owning shares in a company is somewhere more wholesome or better than owning a part of a cryptocurrency, which may give you rights to control the consensus of the network, which may issue you trustless dividends with no middlemen whatsoever. And so I created something that solves a lot of problems that Peter hates. Peter likes self-custody. I solved it. Peter likes yield. I solved it. Pe Peter likes delayed gratification. I solved it but he just doesn't realize I've solved the things that he cares about. So I'm making people literal millionaires. And he says other things which aren't the case, such as some people have to lose in order for other people to win. It's not true. It's 100% not true. When your house goes up in value, who loses? When your gold goes up in value, who loses? When, it, when, it, when a baby is born or a tree grows, who loses? They're created out of thin air. Trees are created out of thin I, air. I, let, let, can I, uh, you, can I, you've made, raised so many things that I got to talk about. I Good. Mean, first of all, all right, when I buy a house, I'm buying a place to live. Mm -hmm. It's not about winning or losing. I get to use the house. I get to live in the house. It's a, it's a place of shelter. I can raise my family. And so, you know, the price is going to be what the price is. But you, you, the value of the home is the utility as a place to live. Uh, you know, when, when someone buys gold, you know, whether they bought it at a higher price or a lower price, you know, people buy gold and they use gold, right? It, 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 there's a use for it. When, when you're talking about something like Bitcoin or, or Hex, you don't do anything with it. The person who owns Hex doesn't get any enjoyment out of the Hex while they own it. It doesn't throw off any income. It doesn't pay dividends. It doesn't uh, pay rent. You, you, can't, you can't turn it into a watch and wear it. You can, all you can do is hold on to it. And so the only reason somebody would buy something like Hex is because they think the price is going to go up. There's no other reason to buy it other than the fact that you think the price will go up. And the only way the price is going to go up is if someone comes around and pays a higher price. And why is that person going to pay a higher price? Because he is of the same opinion. He believes that there'll be somebody else to pay a higher price. But that doesn't work. That dynamic, that pyramid Ponzi chain letter dynamic 
does not work. It has never worked. I don't care if you put a chain letter on a blockchain. It doesn't make it work any better. And you can go backwards and you can say, yes, look at all the people, money people have made in Hex. Yeah, this is money on paper. Most of the money has never been realized. It's just still sitting there. And what you do is you keep inflating the supply of Hex, creating new Hex out of thin air, which costs nothing, and then you give all the people additional Hex. You don't give them additional money. They're not earning interest the way a CD because you're not making loans and earning anything. You're just creating um, more hex. I agree with you. I don't like the whole concept of proof of work for Bitcoin. It is a waste of resources, a waste of energy. It's like digging holes and filling them back up again and claiming, well, I worked. <clears throat> yes, you worked, but you produced nothing. What's important is not that you worked, but what you produce. When you mine an ounce of gold, the world actually has an ounce of gold that it can use for something. Gold is a very useful metal, and when you mine gold, you are helping the world because you're giving the world a metal in a form that it can be used. When it's still buried beneath the Earth's surface, mankind has no access to that gold. But once you bring it out and you refine it, and you have it in a way that you know you can add it to those mirrors. We just launched this the biggest uh, uh, telescope into space, and they were able to coat the, the the mirrors with gold so that they would work a lot better. Gold has a lot of value, and it's worth the resources that we expend to get it out of the ground. And you're talking about stocks and say, oh, there's no difference between owning a stock and owning hex. When I own a company. I own a piece of a business that I like, and I'm entitled to my share of the profits of that business. Now, I agree in this casino of a stock market that the central banks have created, you have a lot of people that are not buying stocks for the same reason I'm buying them. They're just buying them because the price is going up, and they think the price will keep going up, and they ignore the fundamentals. They ignore the losses. They ignore all the things that I pay attention to because I'm looking for value. I'm not just buying hype. I'm not just buying momentum. And in case you haven't noticed, that bubble has popped. The momentum has left all these stocks. They're imploding every day. And the same thing is happening with cryptocurrencies. I think what you're going to see in the world of crypto is people selling their fool's gold and going into real gold, which is why the price of gold keeps going up as Bitcoin and other currencies keep going down. There's now actually a negative correlation between Bitcoin and gold. In fact, you can tell what gold is doing on any given day by looking at Bitcoin. If Bitcoin is up, Gold is down. If Bitcoin is down, gold is up. That's how it's trading. So it's clearly not digital gold when it's the mirror image of gold. It's fool's gold. It's anti-gold. And the people who think they're holding digital gold are going to wake up and realize they've got nothing. Yeah, so Jamie, people... I will, go, I will go to the next question. Go ahead. Thank you for that. And listen, just, uh, from a technology side, there's a bit of a sound issue. Peter, can you turn your sound down a little bit? Can you ask your Is it too? Am I too loud or should I lower my mic? It's a bit too loud and it's interfering on either side. And um, on the other side, Richard, is your volume able to come up a little? Uh, sure. But uh, I am already clipping. so. He seems pretty loud to me. Yeah, I hear him. I, I am clipping. So I don't think you actually want me to okay. be any louder. Just Peter down a little bit. Richard's good. Okay. That's All right. the technical people are saying. Okay. So, I've got good. a very, very important question for you, Richard. Mm -hmm. I want you to listen to this very, very carefully. Mm -hmm. Hex has been called the fastest growing asset ever, but also been called the greatest con of all time. Richard, you have a lot of loyal evangelists, but you also have a lot of detractors and people calling you the biggest scammer of the century, running the 
running the largest pyramid Ponzi scheme in history. How can we believe you're not the greatest scam artist to ever, ever live? And I want to add one other thing. Richard, I'm an old financial planner, and I've sat around the family kitchen table with the mum and dad in the suburbs of Sydney after there's been a market downturn. And I've seen the wife cry, and I've seen the fear in the husband's eyes when they've had their superannuation wiped out. I've seen the darkness and I've seen the pain. Richard, do you understand the responsibility you have to people around the world with what you're putting together? Yeah, what you, what you just described is called a security, and that's a regulated activity. So when you put your money into a common pool with the expectation of profit solely from the work of others, or there's critical entrepreneurial or managerial effort, you have a regulated activity, that's called a security. Hex is the opposite of that. If I die right now and Hex.com goes offline right now, it doesn't affect anybody. You mint your own rewards using your own labor, your own effort, very similar to what a Bitcoin miner does, except instead of destroying the environment, you just delay gratification and wait a little while. You mint your own rewards in Hex, no one else gives them to you. So I don't do any work for you, none whatsoever, which is why you don't see me doing the things that other cryptocurrency founders do. Talking about fake partnerships, like they shop for their employees at McDonald's and then they say, we're partnered with McDonald's. No, you're not, you're scamming. Or they, they say, oh, we're gonna add these features. Litecoin's like, oh, we're gonna add confidential transactions. Never happened, scam. And then you go look at the wallets. Vitalik sells uh, Ethereum, Chainlink sells Chainlink, uh, Charlie, Charlie Lee Litecoin sells the top, right? Makes the top. Both Vitalik and Charlie have sold the top on their respective coins. But then you look at the hex market and you analyze all of those coins that were uh, tied to the origin, the origin address, and they've never been sold on market, never. And so everything that we do in hex is better. We have a 100% uptime. Does your bank have 100% uptime? No, it doesn't. Does Visa and MasterCard have 100% uptime? No, they don't. And cryptocurrencies obviously have value because they replace payment networks like PayPal, Visa, MasterCard that you are slave to, that if they don't allow you to transact, you have no more freedoms. The freedom of transaction is the basis for all other freedoms. You don't have freedom of speech if you can't drive to where the speech is happening. You don't have freedom of assembly if you can't drive to where the assembly is happening. You don't have freedom of movement if you can't pay for them to print your passport, which is getting more and more expensive. If you don't have the freedom to transact, which less and less people every year, all of us are nearly banned at every moment. You say the wrong thing on social, you're banned. You say the wrong thing in Canada, they come to your house and knock on your door and beat you up about it. And by the way, in Canada, did you know that if you try and buy gold, you have to pay GST? And there's only a very, very, very minute subset of gold, which is finer than 99.5% pure, which is exempted from that VAT or GST that you call it. But when you buy cryptocurrency, does the government beat you up for 20% on the end? No, they don't. No, they don't. Because cryptocurrency is a superior product and Hex monetizes time. Pulse Chain removes all the destruction of the environment as the world's largest free airdrop. A lot of people forget Hex was given away for free. If you had Bitcoin, you were given Hex for free. And at the top, it would have increased the value of your Bitcoin by 20%. 20% free extra Bitcoin. And Bitcoin ran up 15x from the COVID dip. Ethereum ran up 50x from the COVID dip. Hex ran up hundreds of X. We're outperforming everything. And that's just one of my products. You know, the Hex chat room's only got 40,000 people in it. Pulse Chain's got 65,000 people in it. Over a billion dollars has been sacrificed to support freedom of movement and freedom of speech. 
And we just do absolutely everything better. And at some point, people have to realize it and recognize it. I have invented solutions to things Peter cares about. Self-sovereignty, removing middlemen, efficiency, getting rid of environmental destruction, giving people yield, getting people to delay gratification, putting people in charge of their own finances where no one can stop you from paying yourself your own rewards. I have solved all these things. Rich, Richard, you, you solved the problem of how to make yourself richer, but you haven't solved any of the problems that, that, that I'm concerned about. And you know, I agree, you know, you're, you're, you're defending yourself by stating that based on the Howey test, hexes are not a security. And I, I, I agree with you. I don't think you're selling unregistered securities. Uh, but what you are selling is a pipe dream. What happened was you gave away a bunch of free, free hex, but the majority of the supply of hex were retained by you. And what your goal was to get the price of hex to go up so that other people would buy the hex that you want to sell. And you know, you've done a good job of promoting the coins that you want to unload. It's basically a pump and dump. You want to pump up the price of hex so that you can sell. But of course, you don't want competition. You don't all want all the people who got free hexes to sell theirs, so you convince them not to sell by promising even more hex if they wait. Well, while they're waiting, you're selling. And eventually, they're gonna get left holding a bag of worthless hex, because the supply is gonna keep on growing, and they're gonna keep on holding and hoping, and one day, people are gonna want their money, or they're gonna need their money, and they're gonna try to sell, and all the paper gains are gonna evaporate, and the only people who would have made money were those who didn't wait, those who cashed out earlier. And that See, was the point I made earlier. I wanted to agree, like, I felt, I used to feel the same way Peter does. I really did. I was a Bitcoin maximalist. I was like, you know what? There can only be, there's going to be, uh, everyone's going to fall into one thing. And then reality proved me wrong and I had to change my, and update my worldview. In fact, the more altcoins there are, the more useful, fun things there are to do with your Bitcoin, then it just stays in the ecosystem. So like when you go to a casino, they never show you the clock because they want you to stay and keep playing. And so designing systems which accrue value for shareholders is very similar to designing an economy or to designing a cryptocurrency. And yes, I appreciate your compliments that I have designed something that is extremely sticky, that gets people to delay gratification, that gives people hopes about the future, which is why I have seen people whose lives have been saved by hacks that I couldn't save with my self-help books. I give away self-help well, books. Many, how many hacks have you sold personally? Uh, if you look publicly, it looks like zero, but I can't tell you because how we test, right? So you, you but if you do chain no, analysis and you follow the OA wallet, it appears to have never sold anything. But who's the so OA wallet? Nobody knows. Any, you've never sold any hex and taken any cash? You just have all the hex. Let's, let's go over the rumors. Long? Let's go over the rumors. You used to be able to I'm transform. Not, I'm, not, I'm, just I'm, you a I'm answering your question with more words, if you relax. When hex launched, you used to be able to turn Ethereum into hex directly in the contract. There's a rumor that there was like a million Ethereum generated. There's also a rumor that I got all that Ethereum. There's also a rumor, which I can agree with this one, that I've been mining Bitcoin or was a Bitcoin miner back when it was 50 cents and mined full 50 Bitcoin block rewards more than once a day by myself with no pool because that's how easy it was back then. I've also been a retired multimillionaire for about 20 years now, having 150 employee marketing company in the United States where we sold mortgages, uh, miracle cleaners, sex toys, cash advance loans, you name it. So I've been retired for my question. My, well, your question is, have I ever sold? And what I'm telling you is, if you look I mean, at all the coins that were associated with some type of founder thing, none of them were sold. So I'm answering so you the question as no. close as I can to getting. I can't tell you about well, my finances because no how question. he test. I can't tell you about my finances no, no. because expectation of value based on what I do. No, if you think the value is going to no, go up or down based I'm on what asking, I do, 
It's an expectation. I don't give people no, no, expectations. No, no. You're, the Howey test has to do with work effort that you are expending on your part. If you simply right? tell people how That's many work. of your own... No, but... Yes, you just giving people assumptions admit. about your future behavior is forward-looking no, statement, no, no. is asking, fucking not, bog standard I'm not asking you what you're going to do in the future. I'm just saying, have you sold any of Listen. the hacks that you created and gotten cash for it or some other cryptocurrency? You know, it's just a yes or no question. You're not violating the no. Howie rule by, by telling me. So, no. so you okay, think the so price you, went up a million percent because I was dumping my bags. That's what you think? Because you also said well, the I opposite of that. You said that I wanted the price to go up. So you say opposite things. So you can sell. You want the price to go up so you can Why would sell. I sell Why the world's best? The Why up? would I sell the world's best performing asset when I own other crap I could So sell? you can do something with it. You can't do anything with hacks. Obviously, I just raised 27 million dollars for charity. Why? Because I have a wonderful you, reputation. But the, the people who are putting their money into hacks intend to sell one day. Good. They want to buy Great. something. They yes. want to buy a house. They do want it. to buy a car. Be the so red candle. They go have ahead. to do it. But you're telling me you haven't sold any. You don't want you. You have. You're just have. I was. Your I've been retired for 20 years, bro. This for me isn't about the numbers. It's about doing more. I want to change the world. I want to make the world a better place. I don't want people well, don't to buy the fake stock place market by conning them into 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 buying. Because X. you're you're the guy that's been wrong for 20 years. You've been wrong 20 been years wrong. consistently. No, I haven't. I've been right. I've been right a lot. I've been I've been pretty right, right over that time uh -huh. period. We can yeah, compare balance sheets. Right. I retired I 20 years ago. You're still breaking your balls. Okay. I have more money than wow. you. you. I've been you, a success. You, I've been a larger success well, than you for longer than you. If you don't you, count your accident. hex, I don't know that. I don't know if you have more money than me or not. I'm not counting the value of your hex. Let um, me know when you raise twenty-seven but, million for charity. But, Listen, hmm? what, what, you don't what, even understand how hex works. Hex is virtual lending, no. but you don't understand that it's virtual lending. No, there's no lending. Who yes, you there lending is. To? Listen. When you lock up your coins, do you think that value just disappears? No. That value is transmitted to the only people that can harvest it, which are the people that aren't staked. And the people that aren't staked get diluted, a form of payment, a form of interest, which right, is paid to sell, the people no, that are staked. Correct. That's right. The yes, only but people... Yeah, you're just transferring. It's a transfer. That's so correct. That's what lending is. You're correct. transferring it. Yes. That's no, what lending there's is. There's no real value being created. You're yes, just transferring there is. it around among the various people who own it. Why, why don't you understand that your virtual concept of value in your head is not as real as the price that you can no. sell things for? No, the you, price you, you, chart you, you, is you, real. Your fantasy is not real. You think things that have a great price chart... Price and value. That's right. Price, price, price is what you pay. Price is value, value is what you get. Price right. is what you and pay. You value is what you get. You pay a price, but you get no value. There is no value in hex. There's no value in Bitcoin. Peter, what's guys... price the, because what's, if somebody willing to buy it, sure. But that, that price might not exist tomorrow when people no longer want to gamble, when the, the illusion wears off. I, mean, I called the point, top on the day. I called the Bitcoin top on the day, and I've done this two cycles in a row. While everyone else is telling you about $100,000 Bitcoin, a million dollar Bitcoin, I'm telling you that this is the top, and I published the chart. And I've done that two cycles in a row. You call the top every single day because you're a noob speculator no, that don't. doesn't know about technical analysis, that doesn't know about fundamental analysis, oh. that's so, never minded Bitcoin, that's okay. not as successful so what, in business what, as me. You're uh, new. So you, okay, so, so you what, are so a new. Where, where's, where's, where's the next low then for Bitcoin? Traditionally, Bitcoin drops 85% after a parabolic blow off top. This cycle was different so because the government, it's, so it should go down to about 11K. So since it uh, was. That's a reasonable yes, expectation. Agree. Yes, because then, it's what it has then, been doing for decades. It, it always drops what's 85%. Gonna happen to hex? What's going to well, happen to Hex? Hex continues to have giant dips like it always has. 
but it also makes new all-time highs. You got to understand well, that what, an 80% if, dip only cancels out a 5x pump. And when you have a million percent pump, you would have to drop 9999999999% to cancel right. it out. And, but and, just, and, and because, just because Bitcoin or Hex has come back from a previous crash doesn't mean it's going to come back from every crash. It, because it actually, one crash may be the final crash. Mm, no, no. You, 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 there's... There's scientific laws so to describe. Saying, the so you're saying that, so, so, so Hex is guaranteed to go up? No, it goes up and down all the time. It just tends to go up but more it, than down. It's dropped 75%, right, it, like it, five or six times. But, but it could drop 95% or sure, 99% absolutely. or 100%, yes. can't it? And it may never Hex come could back, literally, right? it, it's unlikely that last part. The last part's unlikely. Well, well, yeah. See, well what, what are the odds? I mean, I think it's more likely than, than not. I mean, very look, low. At, you, well, you have to, well, well, I'll tell you. There's a coin that was literally made as a joke in an afternoon that is inferior technology called Dogecoin. Dogecoin yeah, is a copy it. of Litecoin, and Litecoin is a copy of Bitcoin. And basically, the difference between Litecoin and Dogecoin is they changed the logo, and they made it inflate more. And it's actually, they don't even have their own miners. They're merge-mined with Litecoin, and Litecoin's trash on its own. So it's a copy of trash, and I don't even like Bitcoin that much. You know, people say Bitcoin's never been hacked. Yes, it has. The network was forked once. Somebody printed six billion extra coins. There was another uh, hack that could have been executed two years ago where anyone could have minted as many free Bitcoin as they wanted, but the developer responsibly disclosed it instead of just minting all the free Bitcoin. I tell people the truth about the prices, that every cryptocurrency drops 85% more often than people wished, except for stable coins, and they have huge counterparty tail end risk. I'm very honest about the price risk. I'm very honest about what these things can and can't do. Bitcoin's trash technology. It has very low throughput. You can never do all the transactions of the world on it. It has a very conservative roadmap. They almost never improve it. The price performance is garbage. It's, it, I mean, from the COVID dip, Ethereum outperformed Bitcoin by threefold, and Hex outperformed it by so hundred. With all those flaws, why do you maintain it's better than gold? Well, because the price chart of gold sucks. And the problem with well, gold is... It's, no, you're, it's, you're just looking at a 40-year price chart. You know, so... Uh, you, 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 I'm only 40 years old, bro. How far back should I go? Well, if you were my 100? age, you could go further back and see gold. That, when I was born, gold was $35 an ounce. And now it's 1910 <laughs> Listen, so don't you can't keep flip-flopping. You're flip-flopping. You're flip-flopping. No, you can't not. start the conversation you know by what? saying, I don't suggest anyone invest in it, and then come hard later and act like you're the no, hero. No, no, I'm not, Gold is a better store of value than fiat currency. And so if you want to save, I, I recommend saving in gold. There's a difference between saving and investing. You, could you pick and a weaker opponent than fiat? That's the weakest comparison imaginable. Like everything's well, better what, than fiat. That, well, that's what gold Used cars are up 40%. Used cars are up 40%. Yes. My Rolex is up 3x. To me, to me, I think gold is actually pretty cheap right now, which is why Platinum's I cheaper. have about... <clears throat> Well, I, yeah, you know, that may be the case. I mean, mm -hmm. platinum is normally higher than gold. Platinum, I agree, platinum looks pretty cheap. Well, there's stuff we agree on, I Peter. Think gold, there is. I think, I think gold is so low right now that, you know, in my personal portfolio, about half of what I own is in gold and silver mining stocks. So I have made a big personal bet. I think gold is so cheap right now, I'm investing in the companies that own it and mine it. And I do think that a mining company that owns gold and mines it and pays a dividend, that is an investment. Now, over time, gold mining companies are not the greatest investments to hold for a lifetime. 
But if you think there's going to be a big bull market in gold, which I do, I think over the next five or 10 years, we're going to have some spectacular returns in gold mining stocks. And so I have a much bigger allocation there than I do to the physical metal, which I disregard as savings. And then my other allocations, I have overweighted other hedge areas. I have my second biggest uh, allocation is to the energy sector. So I have a lot of money in that sector because I'm particularly concerned about, um, about inflation and about what that does to the value of fiat currencies and the impact that has on commodities, all commodities, not just gold. And so why, I want to own companies that are positioned to benefit from a huge bull market in commodities. I mean, I, I agree with much of what you said there. I, I think inflation is terrible. I think we should uh, just change gear a little bit. And Good. I want to apologize to everybody. The, the sound quality is not great at Richard's really? end. Is it too quiet? Because I'm maxed out clipping. Is it, is it? I do apologize. I'm going to turn my mic down. Oh, he said it's on my end. I don't I, I mean, I see red bars. I know what clipping looks like. So well, should I, I can move, I can move my, my lapel mic lower on my lapel. Does that help? It helps. Yeah, that would be good. Thank you. Yeah. Maybe I mean, just look, did a, I'm not yeah. clipping now. Am I good now, guys? Okay, Richard's good. Uh, a little bit of a challenge with Peter, but thank you for moving it down. I asked both of you to submit a question to the other person. So here is that question that you both asked each other. And first of all, it's Richard's special question to Peter. Mm -hmm. Peter, have you ever thought about how much money you've cost people that followed your advice over the years? All the kids that didn't get to go to college, all the bills, medical bills that were not paid and the loss of lifestyle because of your bad advice? Well, I don't think I've been giving bad advice over the last 20 years, so the answer to that question is no, I haven't thought about that. Um, you know, I mean, over the course of 20 years, I mean, have there been investments, individual investments that I've recommended that didn't work out? Of course, there have been, and there have been that have worked out spectacularly well. Um, you know, over 20 years ago, um, you know, what was I investing in? I was investing in, you know, energy stocks when oil was under $20 a barrel before it ran up to 150. I had a lot of gold stocks when gold was under 300 and, you know, went up to, you know, 1900 by 2011. I had big positions in emerging markets. I avoided the entire dot-com uh, collapse. I spent most of the late 1990s convincing people to sell uh, their, their dot-com stocks. And I built my initial brokerage business based on getting people to get out of the dot-com bubble. I saved people a fortune. You should see some of the letters I got from clients who would have been wiped out, but I got them out of the stock market before it crashed, and I got them in uh, to foreign markets. I got people out of the US dollar uh, when the dollar index was about 120, and then it went down to 70. And you know we had a tremendous, remember for the first decade of this uh, century, uh, 2000 to 2010, it was a lost decade in the US stock market. And so we were able to make a lot of money by avoiding US market. And in the middle of that, you know, I helped set up a hedge fund uh, to short the subprime market in 2006 uh, that paid off uh, you know, more than tenfold in 2007. Not that many advisors uh, were shrewd enough back then to understand the problems in the mortgage market and to position people short uh, subprime. So I've done a lot of things that have been right. What I got wrong uh, was the decade from 2011 uh, to really 2021. I had assumed when I was forecasting the 2008 financial crisis and warning about the housing bubble, I thought that after all my forecasts came true, 
uh, that we would see a drop in the US dollar. And so I built stock portfolios that were based on a weak dollar. And we didn't get a weak dollar. We got a strong dollar. Uh, I knew that the Federal Reserve was going to try to reflate the bubbles that popped in stocks and real estate. What I didn't know is that they would succeed. I thought the world would see through what they were doing, that it would see QE for what it was, debt monetization, and we'd have a dollar crisis. Now, I'm st I still believe I'm going to be right. And in fact, my investment strategy, which didn't do very well from 2013 through the end of 2015, have been, has outperformed dramatically since the end of 2015. Uh, so from 2016 to today, I've done you know, much, much better uh, than, than any of my benchmarks, and I've, and I've uh, you know, beaten them by very, very wide margins. But I think my clients and myself are very well positioned now for the ultimate dollar collapse that I did prepare people for, you know, albeit a decade too early, but we are well positioned and we've had good gains over that decade. Could we have made more money if we were just in you know, some NASDAQ stocks? Well, up, up until a month ago, yeah. Now I'd have to check again because we've had some huge declines recently. But I do believe that ultimately the people who have followed my investment advice over the years, um, no matter what time frame they picked, even if they happen to adopt my advice at the most inopportune of times, uh, because a lot of it depends on you know, when, you, when you start getting into foreign stocks and when you start getting into the gold stocks, you, know, you can get in at different times. But I think ultimately it's not going to matter when you got in. I think the people that follow my advice will be in much better shape financially than the people who ignore my advice. Sure, would people have made more money had they just bought Bitcoin uh, 10 years ago? And, and, and Sure, of course. I mean, it's obvious that's the case. But most people didn't do that. Most people who bought Bitcoin 10 years ago only put in a small amount of money because they recognized that it was a gamble. They only put in more money recently after the price went way up. And so a lot of those people are now down overall on their Bitcoin, even though they have profits on what they bought originally, they have bigger losses on what they bought more recently because they put larger sums of money. And ultimately, I think people who follow my advice on Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies are going to be much better off than the people who ignored it because the losses are going to be staggering in crypto. People are going to lose a tremendous amount of money. Most people are not only going to lose their paper profits, but they're going to lose what they originally started with. They're going to lose their principal. The only people who are going to end up making money in Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies are the people who sold. And then, of course, they're going to have to defend what they got away with in court, because just like when Bernie Madoff blew up, all the people who lost money were looking to uh, claw oh. back money from the people who gained. And I think the same thing is going to happen. Not that I necessarily agree with it or not, but I know how the world operates. And there's going to be a lot of people pointing fingers. And unfortunately, <laughs> after the horses leave the barn's door, uh, after the horses leave the barn, uh, the government's going to try to close it. I think a lot of regulations are going to come, unnecessary regulations, regulations in the legitimate part of the financial industry, because so many people are gonna lose so much money in crypto, it's gonna give capitalism another black eye that capitalism doesn't need. And it's gonna allow the government to say, you see, look what happens with capitalism. People get conned, people lose all their money, and they're gonna say the solution is more government, which of course is not. Uh, that is simply gonna make the situation worse. Peter, you're still going to stand by the fact that um, you are stating very publicly that crypto, Bitcoin, will go to zero. Are you standing by that? Well, I've been saying that for a long time. You know, eventually, sure, it's going to go to zero. You know, it may take a while to get to zero, but there's not going to be much of a, much of a difference if Bitcoin goes to 100 uh, than zero. If you bought it at 40 or 50,000, 
you know, if it gets anywhere near zero, it's going to feel like zero. So Richard, guys, did you want to I mean, it's very simple. Peter has a lot of parade of imaginary horribles. Everything's going to go wrong. You could listen to Peter or you could just look at the chart. Does this look like everyone lost their money? There's dips. Those are people taking profits. Those are guys getting cashed out. Those are guys getting rich and buying yachts and golf courses and jets and Ferraris and Lamborghinis and you name it. That's what those dips are. And these are big dips, guys. These are 60 and 70% dips hiding in here. But 60 and 70% dips don't matter when you overcome them with 500 and 600% gains. Cryptocurrency is a world of free money, free money. As a, as a Bitcoin holder, you got hex for free. When I mined Bitcoin, it was free. I double clicked the EXE on my computer. As a, as a hex holder, our community received free Uniswap token, free one inch token, because we use these products and we were just given the coins for free. We received free Git, uh, Git coins. We received tons of free coins out the yin yang, literally free money. And here's what's weird about crypto and about me as a person. If you see a guy drowned in jewelry and covered with all this spectacle, your brain would be right to say scammer. When you see charts of a million percent returns in two years, you're right to think, oh, it's got to be a scam. And you'd be 99.9% .9 right. It would save you a lot of money and a lot of horror, and it would save you a lot of pyramid schemes and a lot of scams and a lot of Ponzi's. It would save you all that. But you would also miss that one rare little sliver of world change that actually happened. Amazon dropped 95% in the year 2000, 95%. You could have pointed at it and said, look, Late stage capitalism, Ponzi scheme, pyramid scheme, greater fool. What can you do with these shares anyway? You can't do anything. You can't affect the company. You're just hoping to sell to the greater fool, which is all the shares, by the way. And uh, guess what? They're over half of all the commerce in the United States on the internet now. Over half of all the money made on the internet goes directly into Amazon's pockets, even though it dropped 95%. And so this new paradigm of massive drops with massive gains is what the future looks like, particularly when the money is more and more fake. The reason all these charts are so easy to get to go up and right is because they're priced in the dollar. And the dollar just gets worth less every, every, every day. The dollar is mostly garbage. You only occasionally see it go up in value right when the stock market crashes. And the stock market used to crash every 10 years, but they decided to skip a cycle and just print their way out of it. So I've created something that is one of the few things in the world that can change man's relationship to government. You don't have to beg the government to give you their fake inflated money. You can use your own money that's peer-to-peer. -peer. You can trust math instead of men. Yeah, you could use your fake inflated money instead. But, you know, you, you, you gave like you away can't read a lot chart. of coins for free. Right. I can Why don't you make chart. a crypto you, then, bro, and see how it does. The chart's not over. Wait <laughs> Go make a crypto. Because I don't want to scam people. <laughs> right. I, I, don't, I don't want to take advantage of people. That's why you don't, don't have wanna, any gold prices on your gold website. So let me ask you a question. Huh? Since you're such a nice guy, when but I go to your website, finish. you don't wanna, You prices. can ask me a question in a second. Let me just ask you this. Or I want to make this point. You gave away a lot of free Hex. Yes. But the reason that anybody made money in Hex is because somebody came yes. and bought it. Yep. There are mm -hmm. people going into the market buying Hex with actual money or fiat currency, whatever they're using, Ether, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And the only reason some people who got free Hex were able mm -hmm. to sell any and yep. buy a, a yacht or a mansion is because yes. some other fool bought that Hex from them. That's the person who's going to lose money. They the put real money into your fake coins and they're going to lose because they that person thinks he's going to sell his at a higher price at some distant point in the future. But the reality is he's never going to sell them. They're not going to be worth anything because nobody's going to want to buy them. It says the guy I that's always been wrong about it. The chart okay, doesn't lie, bro. The math is real. You can, if you don't like no, crypto, I'm not, I'm sell not it for saying, gold. I'm not saying that Hex hasn't gone up 
from the day you created it until right now. So, so we've but got like 100,000 stakers. You, like. don't, you don't think we're going to have 200,000? Let's see what that chart looks like 10 years from now. Let's see what it looks like. You know, I mean, Wait till all the opportunities gone. You know, there you go. That's a good investment yeah, you know, strategy. You, you, Great speculation. Yeah, you could have shown me a chart of Beanie Babies at the peak. You could have shown me a chart of <laughs> tulips if we were in Holland and said, look, tulips never go yeah. down. Look Hold at on. this chart. The Did those chart bubbles come lie, back? Right? Did those bubbles come back? Did those bubbles Tulip come back? Bubble? No. no, it didn't no. come back. And the crypto bubble's no. not going to come back either. Once it's come forget. back 10 times. Gentlemen, it's never going away. No, it, it never went away. It just had big, big, big peaks and troughs. We're running out of time. And I want to get this last question in. Peter's special question to Richard. Richard, Richard, how can any non-backed cryptocurrency be a long-term store of value if it has no underlying value to store? How are any cryptocurrencies really scarce when there are already almost 18,000 different coins to choose from and the supply grows every day? Right. See, this is, this is what people get so backwards. People think that inflation is always bad. It's not true. Bitcoin's greatest gains were when it inflated the most. As the inflation of Bitcoin has gone down, the gains have gone down. And so what matters isn't just looking at the demand side, you have to look at the supply side and the demand side both. And so when you, when you look at altcoins, as a maximalist, Bitcoin maximalist, old one, I would say, God, all these altcoins, they're going to destroy Bitcoin. But then in fact, the altcoins and the Bitcoin went up and down together. And the more altcoins that existed, the more valuable Bitcoin began. Because they're not replacement products, they're complementary products. They amplify each other's utility in many cases. And so history shows and proves, by the way, as you add more stocks to the stock market, has the value of stocks gone down? Look at how many stocks you can create. It's going to drive all the other stocks down. It's the dumbest logic I've ever heard of. Here's other things, right? They're different Pe companies. That's right. Different businesses, That's right. That's different right. Different revenue sources. That's right. No, but Agreed. all these cryptocurrencies are the same. They're competing wrong. for the same market share. Wrong. Yes. Wrong. <laughs> yes, wrong. they are. Then you're 100% wrong. Bitcoin doesn't have stable coins. Bitcoin doesn't have smart contracts. Bitcoin doesn't have NFTs. Bitcoin doesn't have options. Bitcoin doesn't have leverage trading. Bitcoin doesn't have uh, the ability to log into other websites. Bitcoin doesn't have play to earn games. Bitcoin doesn't have anything, which is why Ethereum outperformed at three to one and why I'm making a copy of Ethereum yep. where you get all of your but coins how many, copied how for many, free. How, and how many other coins can do what Ethereum does? And the value will keep going up this, because you think they're no, replacement products and they're not. As more stocks and more companies were added to the exchange, all of their values went up. As you said yourself, as more cryptos they started were invented, Dogecoin. Bitcoin they started Dogecoin beat Bitcoin, Do Dogecoin is a joke, and look what it did. And look what it, it did, it beat matter. Bitcoin. It beat Bitcoin. Yeah. Dogecoin yeah, was started as a joke, and it beat Bitcoin. It is. That's right, no, and that's why you have to joke. learn. That's, that's why joke. you have to learn from there, the market. There's no, there's no serious coin. The joke is on the people who are owning these things, who are holding these things. The joke is the dollar. to a stark reality. The joke is the dollar. The joke is stocks. The joke is your bank. They're all, it's, everything's a joke now. Do you want to play the jokes that make you money yeah, but, or that you can complain about yeah, but, all day while everyone outperforms you? Everyone's outperformed you. Coins started as a joke, no, outperformed no, you. Stop no, crying no, no, and join us. Yes, they have. No, no. Most, people, most people who bought Bitcoin are losing money. <laughs> Elon that's, Musk that's, owns people, more in Dogecoin than your entire net worth. Please be quiet. Elon Musk also owns, he, the richest guy in the world, also owns more in Bitcoin than you own. You're not yeah, smarter you know than Maybe Elon he Musk. Did it as He's a smarter than you. May, may, I'm not claiming to be smarter than him. But you know what? He probably doesn't give a damn if Dogecoin goes to zero I, or Bitcoin goes to zero. I wish that but he would stop promoting Dogecoin do. because I feel it is inferior technology, whereas I have designed superior technology. Dogecoin is still proof of work. <laughs> Why are you destroying the environment when you don't have to? Dogecoin's yeah, well, claim to fame was changing nothing. the logo. There's no value to just waiting. Yes, there is. 
Yes, there You're waiting is. for nothing. It no, is there the isn't. Nothing's happening. Personal development. The reason that there's value in savings is because you're delaying gratification and you're making your savings available to entrepreneurs who can invest it in capital formation and, and grow in the economy. Finally. There is no, nothing that gains. When yes. people sit there and hold on to their, to their hex coins, there is no capital investment that that finances. Nobody benefits because somebody is holding on to hex I've except been waiting. the people who sell. Yeah. So Peter doesn't understand how banks work. Let me prove it to you real quick. Sure I do. You ready? Yes, Peter, I when you deposit your money at the bank, what happens to it? Well, the, 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 the banks, well, I put my money in the bank. Now the bank can lever it up and they can make, you know, maybe $10 worth of loans or $100 ah, worth of loans for every ah, dollar. See, he's I changed his answer. He's been doing some debate prep. You're not giving the same answer you I didn't usually give. change my answer. No, your usual answer is that they lend it out and then you make interest on it. That's your usual they lend answer. It, they lend out a lot more than you deposit. We have a fractional reserve system. That's right. So what's yes. funny is Peter must have prepared for this debate because usually he says gold's it, not, useful I, I, in times of strife like war. We didn't hear that argument, which I'm ready to crush immediately. He usually says that when you lend, when you give your money to the bank, they lend it out. And that's the reason you make interest. But now he's saying they lever it up. He's changed that answer, which is smart well, but because, because it's true. Because they lend it out, they can pay you interest. That's where the interest comes from. No, but where the interest comes out. from is inflation. So your money never gets lent out. Your money stays at the bank. You give your money to your bank, your bank keeps your money and it sits there and it never gets lent out. And instead what they lent out is inflation that the government gives them for free because you met their virtual fantasy rule of some reserve that they change whenever they yes, want. Yes, you provide okay. the reserve and then they can right. lever it up. Yes, I and am not a inflation, fan of the reserve exactly. banking system. I've been a you critic. Get, that's right. So we agree on this. Watch, watch this, we're gonna agree on this. The yield that you get from your bank is from the inflation that the government hands them. And so your yield at your bank account, which is right. pitifully low, is from inflation. And guess who else gets rewarded inflation? Bitcoin miners for destroying the environment, Ethereum miners for destroying the environment, which also luckily maintains a consensus network. And in Hex, And that's why I don't keep inflation. a lot of money in my bank. I, I recognize that. I don't want inflation to rob the value. I'd rather own gold, but I'd also rather get good dividends on companies that I think are good investments. So, so when your stocks you know, go up in price, who are these greater fools buying your noob stocks that you don't even actually hold the shares to? Well, I don't even have to sell the stocks. I just collect my dividends. I get my share of the profits. The and where do the I dividends come from? Dividends. From the earnings of the businesses. People buy their products. Greater fools. People use their services. People buying music, no, you can just fools. download it they for free, the right? Products. So if you I just download own, it for free, right? Stock, There's no value. If I no, there, if I let's say I own a chain of supermarkets, and so I make money selling people food. You tell me the people who eat the food don't need it. The they reason don't want that food. The reason people want food is because they don't want to feel hungry, and the people re, the reason people buy gold is because they want people to like them, and the reason people buy cryptocurrency no, they buy gold, is because they, they want to have freedom. Food, right? They got they buy food because they don't want to starve, and they buy gold so they can buy food in the you future. You can just starve. Because you don't have you to, can't to store, eat. You can just choose to starve. You, you can't. You can't store your food; it's going to rot. But you can store your gold and use that to buy food in the future. Gentlemen, you could also store iridium and like every stainless well, steel. Well, sure. I'm, I'm sorry to stop you. I, I, I was hoping you could punch out. It was very nice. <laughs> Richard. We should show our stuff. We should say where people go. He's going to tell you to go to his website and buy gold medals, and I'm going to tell you to go to my website and get some I, stuff. I don't think so. <laughs> I'll do it for him. But listen. Oh, that's, gentlemen, thank you. This has been a wonderful event. I loved it. I hope we can really do it again. You're both gentlemen. You're both tremendous in the way that you handle yourself. Congratulations to you both. It was a pleasure to work with you both. And I hope we can do it again. It was outstanding. So I'll let you both go. And thank you again. And goodbye from us now. We're just going to have a little bit of a chat afterwards.